welcome to Teaching Without Losing It. What I'd like to address today is how we grade things and are we making grading harder on ourselves than we need to be? Throughout all my 25 years of teaching, I have graded things in a huge variety of ways, some of which were effective, some of which were ineffective, some of which took me very little time, some of which took me a lot of time. Um, And I feel like I've gotten things down at this point to something I'm pretty happy with um, and that I still feel like holds the kids accountable, but also makes life a lot easier on me. So I kind of wanted to go through those ideas and um, hopefully they can help you to think about how you grade and maybe ways to make that more efficient. Um, The first thing I do is I give a lot of partial credit when I grade. As I've mentioned in the past, um, I teach French. So um, I will write, for example, so let's say, for example, I pass out a worksheet where they complete a worksheet online that has them writing sentences. Um, I will write guides that'll say things like, you know, subject one point, verb one point, order of sentence another point, um, and then anything else that I'm particularly looking for in these types of sentences. Um, so what I end up with then is a grading guide. Say, you know, say each sentence ends up being worth three points each. I have 10 sentences, it's worth 30 points. Um, but their grade ends up being the percentage. So say they get um, 24 out of 30 points, that becomes an eight out of 10. Um, I do everything on a 10 point basis in my grade book. So their grade on that worksheet is an eight out of 10. Um, kids all the time are asking, you know, how many points is this worth? How many points is this worth? And, um, you know, I don't do things on a point basis. Um, everything is a percentage, you know, you either have an 80% or a 75% or, you know, a 92%. And so that goes in the grade book as a 9.2 out of 10. So every single homework assignment is worth the same amount. Every single quiz is worth the same amount. Every single test is worth the same amount. Um, And I find that that makes grading uh, or entering grades at the very least much easier than narrowing it. Then, you know, this is 30 points. This is 26 points. This is 44 points. And on top of it, mine ends up being consistent. Um, And I think that's easier for the kids to follow. Okay, back to the specifics of grading assignments. Um, Another thing uh, that we've all done in the past is just grade something for completion. Um, that's a great way to cut down on your time when you are under a lot of pressure. Um, the year my son was a baby, I had him in um, May and I went back to school in September and I'm not kidding. I probably graded 80% of what I did on completion that year because I was absolutely exhausted. I was running on empty. Um, he was not an easy baby. So I was sleep deprived a lot of the time. And, you know, I, I joked that I kind of phoned, phoned it in that year when it came to grading, but, you know, sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. Um, so don't be afraid to just say, you know what, I'm just going to count this for completion because you're just overwhelmed with other things. Um, another thing that I do, um, again, because I teach French, I'm very into quality control. Um, you know, grading things for completion across the board in a foreign language class is kind of a recipe for disaster when it comes to how knowing how your kids are, are doing. Um, 
because there really typically is not one single right answer. You know, they can express themselves in a variety of ways. So I do like to collect their work and grade it. And that includes classwork. It's not just tests and quizzes. One thing I learned to do though in the past, um, which really helped is I will take their work. I will highlight their mistakes, not leave one single comment and then turn it back to them. And if they, uh, you know, if, if they're perfect the first time around, they immediately get a 10 out of 10. If they have highlighting on their paper, they have to fix what's highlighted, turn it back in, and then I will grade it for accuracy. Um, I have found this to be a really useful way of grading um, for a few reasons. Obviously, the kids get to check their work, take a second look at it, and um, consult their classmates about what they did wrong or, hey, could I see your paper because I don't know what I did here. So it takes all the work away from me and puts it right onto them. And typically they will look right at it and go, oh, sheesh, okay, I see what I did wrong. I can't believe I made that mistake. Um, and then when they turn it back in, what happens is I'm only looking at what's highlighted for one, because I know everything else is accurate. And I'm also noting far fewer mistakes than I would be had they just turned it in and I graded it on accuracy the first time. Um, that's been the biggest advantage is it actually saves time. It seems like it would take more time because you're looking at every paper twice. But again, the first time all you're doing is looking at it and highlighting. And then the second time it comes back to your accuracy. Um, so I have found that to be a huge time saver and really helpful for them in understanding what they're doing wrong. Um, another thing I've learned to do over the years is not write a ton of comments on their papers because what typically happens uh, with my students is if I were to write a bunch of comments and a grade on top, they would get the paper back, look at the grade on top, not read a single comment, fold it and shove it in their book. Um, I saw that happen so many times. I thought, why am I wasting my time? What's going on here? And the kids who really do want to know what they did wrong will, they'll come up and ask um, if I don't leave a comment. Or maybe for those particular students who I know are sort of your perfectionists and want to know, I'll leave some comments on their papers, but I won't on the others. And you might be thinking, well, how are they ever going to learn if I don't comment? Well, if they're not reading it anyway, they're not learning. Um, again, I would go back to the highlighting thing. Um, that also ends up being a little bit of a challenge for them, a little bit of a puzzle. Um, so anyway, as you think about how you grade, um, you know, I think it's important for us as teachers to do everything we can to cut down on our stress. And if we can find ways to grade that cut down on our stress levels, that's only gonna benefit us and our students. Thank you so much for listening.